Hey, Lethal listeners, Tig Torres here. Stay tuned for the next episode of Lethal Lit. But before we dive into today's episode, here's a quick word from our sponsor. You're about to hear a recording of my Aunt Beth, taped at a murder scene she was covering for the local paper. Two months later, she was dead. It was ruled a suicide. Lynn Wozniak was a 27-year-old woman, brown hair, brown eyes, 5'4", approximately 135 pounds, no visible tattoos or markings. Cause of death, unknown. She was found with two small puncture wounds on the right side of her neck, dried blood near the entry points. Before you get too excited and bust out your Twilight merch, this isn't a vampire story. After she died, my aunt was accused of being a serial murderer known as the Lit Killer. A note found inside the victim's purse, consistent with the previous ones, reads, You were always a careful student. Now you are master. The quote is from John Seward, a character in Bram Stoker's Dracula. The Lit Killer murders gripped the small town of Hollow Falls a decade ago. By the end of the killing spree, six people including my Aunt Beth, were dead. The police discovered a handwritten note next to her body and decided it was her confession. But my aunt was no killer. The mission of this podcast is simple. To uncover the truth. To clear my aunt's name. To put the real killer behind bars. Or die trying. I'm Tig Torres. And this is Lethal Lit. Greetings, Lethal Lit listeners. Welcome to the first episode of our podcast. Well, if there are any of you out there listening, I'm new to this whole podcast thing. My home, my past, is a burnt-out burg known as Hollow Falls. Back in the day, it was known for making iron, Now, it's known for bored teens getting laid, dealing drugs, and, oh yeah, grisly murders. My dad knew it was time to bail once the town decided my aunt was a serial killer. He wanted a better life for me. One that was more gossip girl, less Twin Peaks. So we ditched for New York. But uh, my dad lost his job, so now I'm back in this time warp of a town, living in my abuela's creaky old house. While he's looking for new work, I'm here, taking the opportunity to make things right. The only way you can truly understand the lit killer is by understanding where they sprang from, Hollow Falls. And since the ironworks closed, the only thing in this town that still has a faint heartbeat is Hollow Falls High. I managed to sneak through the first week of the school year. Plenty of dirty looks for the new girl. A few old kindergarten classmates who wouldn't look at me at all. But I guess that's to be expected. Here we go on week two. In Pride and Prejudice, the book guys, Elizabeth Bennett says, There is a stubbornness about me that never can bear to be frightened. My courage always rises at every attempt to intimidate me. That's what I'm thinking about now. Because even though I'm stubborn, I'm scared. And I need my courage to lead me towards some help. 
I need to find- Get out of my lane, Psycho Junior, move it! That's Tony Del Canto, USDA-approved jock with resting moron face. He'll be important later. What the hell, man? Watch where I'm going? You're the one- No one wants you here, freak show. We all know about you and your messed up family. <laughs> Good one, Tony. I guess I shouldn't be surprised my debut at the school was a rocky one. Everyone already knew exactly who Tig Torres was. But while my family wasn't loved around here, I still didn't expect to be body slammed by the high school quarterback before 8 a.m. I needed to find some allies, stat. So after school, I decided to check out the student newspaper, The Talon, first. Okay, just like, you don't remember anything. No, we have to seriously pretend. We have pictures, Hi, newspaper staff. I'm Tim. Oh, we know who you are, City Mouse. That's Max Weinman. He can be a little extra sometimes. You'll see. What's up, Taurus? Bored of small town life already? And that's Wynn Abbott. Both Max and Wynn are on the newspaper staff. They don't hate me as much as they seem to now. I'm actually looking for info on the serial murders that took place here ten years ago. You mean the murders your aunt committed? <laughs> she didn't kill anyone. She was framed. The real killer is still out there. This podcast I'm starting is going to prove Yo, that. Yo, when? That's our friend Tony. I told you he'd pop up again. You've got to swap out the picture of me from Tuesday's game, bro. Coach keeps calling me Volcano Face because of that giant zit on my cheek. Show off my better side. You have a better side? Yeah, it's the one that shows how much more important football is in this town than whatever feminazi slumber parties you plan in your Get free time. Get lost, Tony. You're killing our non-hostile vibe. That's Ollie Price, editor of the Talon. Oh, my bad. Sorry to interrupt your chat with Jackie the Ripper over here. Just fix that shot so there's more pics of me actually throwing the ball. <sighs> and as for you... Don't murder anyone, okay, psycho? <laughs> Tony out. Did he just say Tony out? Yep, he third personed himself. But just give the meathead some credit for finally noticing. I've been spotlighting that boulder zip for the last three issues. <laughs> yes, win with the clap out. <laughs> Is he always such an alpha douche? Yeah, he's pretty much just a walking flatline. So why are you here again? Because you want to talk serial killers? Uh, Yeah, like I said, I'm starting a new podcast. And you need research. I might be able to help you out with that. We're all kind of serial killer experts around here. But uh, I think you can handle things when the research gets a little gory, a little messed up. Messed up like an entire town thinking your aunt was a murderer and blaming your whole fam for the last decade? That sounds more sad than anything. And I got a handle on gory. Like how Jeffrey Dahmer used to feed his neighbors sandwiches he made from his victim. And lunch is canceled. Oh, okay. Okay, maybe you can hang with this crew. Uh, Hold on a sec. Is this... This is the moment where I know I'm in the right place. These junior Sarah Koenigs not only had a map of the town hanging up in the newspaper office, but it was loaded with color-coded pushpins and strings. Each one pointed to a lit killer murder, plus a photo of the victim. Along with one of my Aunt Beth, and one of me. This is for a memorial edition of the town, ten years since the lit killer murders. The town's only real claim to fame, you know? It took forever to get it approved, but our advisor, Mr. Levinson, pulled the strings for us. Wow. So that's how you knew who I was. You've already done a bunch of the same research I have. I mean... You could have picked a less freshman photo, but whatever. It's cool. <laughs> so what's this week's topic? 
The Lit Killer's Dracula-style fourth murder? Is it all podcast and no play with you? Pretty much. Until I prove my aunt's innocence. And you think you can do that? Ballsy. Oh, I know I can do it. But I could also really use some support. I feel like I'm an instant outcast here. I figured since you guys are already interested in this kind of thing, maybe we could team up? What do you say? Help a new girl out? Cute. But why should we believe you? Of course you think your aunt's innocent. She's your aunt. But the evidence says otherwise. Yeah, true. But what if the evidence the town wants us to believe is wrong? What if the people in charge of the evidence were looking for an easy fix instead of the truth? Yeah, I'm not really buying it. Maybe you're just trying to convince yourself you won't become a slaughter siren like your aunt. Fine, whatever. I just thought maybe the newspaper staff would be less gullible than the rest of this zombie town. Dude, have you been recording our conversation this whole time? Is that even, like, legal? Relax, Innocence Project. I just had it on in case you guys said anything useful, but no worries. You didn't. Torres has some bite. I like it. All right, all right. Can you call us when you, like, have some actual proof? In the meantime, can we get back to whatever we were doing before this whole encounter? How's this? Stop the presses, everyone. It's the missing link. A printed photo. Not guilty. Wait, wait. Is that Beth Torres? The lick Do not call her that. Testy. Testy, okay? So, uh, all right. It's your aunt and you. And we care because... Check your pin board, Watson. It was taken at the annual Hollow Falls Harvest Festival. Look at the timestamp. Whoa. The Lit Killer's fourth victim, Mary Wozniak, was murdered on June 11th, 2008. The coroner's report gave the time of death at noon. The timestamp on my photo? 1.37 p.m. Not enough to prove her innocence, but just enough to make you scratch your head and think that maybe, just maybe, my Aunt Beth wasn't the Lit Killer. So had I gotten some backup from Wynn, Ollie, and Max? I wasn't sure yet but I still needed to dive into the hollow falls I'd missed out on after my dad and I skipped town. The best way to do that would be by talking to someone who'd survived the last decade intact. Mostly. Okay, can you state your name for the tape, please? <clears throat> abuela. No, Abuela, your real name. Oh, Sofia Torres, your Abuela. Thanks for clarifying. I want to talk a little bit about Hollow Falls. Hollow Falls? ¿Cómo se dice? Socks. That's what your tía Beth and papi always said to me. Mommy, I'm bored. Mommy, why do we live here? I've heard it all before, mi niña. So, I'm ready for you. This is my abuela. She's wonderful. Smart, funny, and let's be honest, a little crazy. And I wanted to get a better sense of how the town had changed since my dad and I left. Abuela, I told you, this is for the podcast. Which, for you, would be kind of like an old radio show? Ay, tiguita. I know what a podcast is. <laughs> right. Okay. So, what can you tell me about the town? What's the vibe like here? Vibe is bad. Very, very bad. But... I don't know how much you want me to say. I need you to be honest, abuela. Oh, mi niña. I am always honest. You know that. But in this town, you don't want to say too much. You know, 
There are a lot of people in this town who don't like our family tea. Abuela, por favor. Okay. Okay. Hollow Falls used to be a nice place. But this was years ago when there were jobs, when people helped each other. When your abuelo, God rest his soul, first moved us to Hollow Falls. But times change. When the ironworks closed, the jobs went away and the town, it got different. Different how? No trust. You didn't say hi to your neighbors anymore. You locked your doors. The whole town had gone to the birds. So many birds. Birds? Yes, yes, so many birds. The whole town was infested with wings, feathers, to sabes, all over the place. I think that's what created that monstro, that murderer who took my bath. Like I said, mostly intact. My interview with Abuela Sofia done, and after getting nothing from the principal's office at school, his assistant did a convincing impression of a brick wall. It was time to hit the streets and dig up some facts from the town itself. I decided my next stop would be the Hollow Falls Police Department. They dropped the ball in a major way when it came to the Lit Killer case and totally took the easy way out. But that doesn't mean they don't have info I could use. Hey, hi. How did you get back here? Um, I had an appointment to see Detective Carver. Is she around? You had an appointment with Laura. That's odd. No, she's not around. I'm her partner, Detective Jake LaHaye. Can I help you? Uh, yeah, actually. I'm working on a project about the Lit Killer case, and I wanted to talk to someone about where the investigation stands. Well, I, I wasn't around back then, but I know the case is officially closed. That reporter did it. Why would you want to do a project about such a... Are you sure she did it? Have you looked over the evidence? Well, I haven't, but we studied at the Academy a bit. It's kind of a hinky case. Hinky? Yeah. Something about the killer's suicide. How it looks different from the earlier murders, Jake, you know? have you lost your rookie mind? Oh, Detective Carver. Uh, this, this is... This is Tig Torres, niece of Beth Torres, and you, my young, inexperienced partner, are spilling confidential info about her aunt's case to her. What's wrong with this picture, Lee Hane? Her aunt. Oh. As for you, Torres, it'd be in your best interest to turn off that recording device and walk out that door immediately. The Lit Killer case is closed. Has been for a long time. Come on, go. It's hard to argue with a police detective asking, well, demanding you leave a police station. So I did. But Lehane's loose lips gave me more than I expected. A little hope. Still, I needed hard facts. Next up was the place where my Aunt Beth broke the Lit Killer story. And where it broke her. I ran into Wynne on my way to the Hollow Falls Ledger, my aunt's old workplace. Once a thriving daily paper, the Ledger was now a fading relic. Hollow Falls Ledger, this is... Uh, hang on a sec. Hi, can I help you two? Hi, uh, we're Tig and Wynne, and we're high school students working on a report about the Lit Killer. Is there anyone here who could help us with our research? It's really important we get a good grade on this. Yeah, we're, uh, always chasing them A's. I'm sorry. I don't think we can help you. Is Sam Steiner here? He used to work with Beth Torres back in the day. Sam doesn't work here anymore, young lady, so I'm sorry. Oh, uh, well, do you have a number where I could reach him? He's been gone for years since, well, since the truth about his partner came out. It hit him hard. 
You mean the lie hit him hard because it was all uh, bullshit. Ma'am, is there any way that you could help us find Sam? Look, people come and go, especially in this business. Feels like we get a new wave of layoffs every week. But Sam was out of here years ago, and last I heard, he hermited himself away in the woods. You need more than that, go take a hike, see if you can find him. My Aunt Beth always said that a big part of reporting was showing up and asking questions. This time, we barely got to ask any questions. But just when I thought all of Hollow Falls was going to be a massive black hole of info, I found something in the place I should have checked first. My abuela's house is on the edge of town. She's lucky. People tend to leave her alone. Well, mostly. There are the occasional burnouts looking to egg the dump where Beth Lit Killer Torres grew up. And knowing how desperate the cops were to close the Lit Killer case back then, I knew they couldn't have gotten all of Aunt Beth's notes. I felt like I had a good chance of finding something the police were too basic to see. And where better to kick off my search for evidence than in Abuela's giant rickety house? Wynn stopped by and offered to help, so I roped her into searching Abuela's attic with me. Uh, she's taking a nap right now, hence the whispering. Ah, crap! I swear this place has death trap written all over it. If I see a spider, I'm out. Yeah, no promises. Maybe the dust will keep them out. I came out of nowhere. Are you sure this place isn't haunted? That was the sound of me stepping on a loose floorboard. I have the bruises to prove it. But what was underneath was a gold mine. What is that? It was a fortune teller. Uh, an origami paper game with folded parts that were labeled with colors and letters. I tried a few combinations, like blue and Z, but it left me flat. Maybe it was nothing. Maybe I was looking for meaning in a child's toy. I was standing in that broken-down attic trying to figure out what a piece of paper meant when I saw it. A bookshelf across the room. My eyes stopped on one book in particular, The Scarlet Letter by Nathaniel Hawthorne. Uh, the story of a colonial woman forced to wear a red A on her clothing because the whole town decided to slut-shame her. The story of a woman who'd become a pariah. Scarlet. That's gotta be it. It's one of the books on the shelf here. Yeah, so what, though? I mean, everybody has a copy of that book. That's the point, Wynne. These are literary classics. It ties into the case directly. Uh, check it out. When I flip from red to A, huh, there's a number under that flap. Three digits. Like a page number in a book. Please be a page number in the book. Oh, are you kidding me? Maybe I underestimated you, girl. Thanks. Here, in the margins of the page, it says 27 Duval Street. And look at the symbol on the facing page. Ever seen that? Uh, nope. That just looks like a bird in a circle. But that address is near Hemlock Row. My parents always said to avoid that strip. Can't wait. Okay, I'm walking through town with Max and we're almost at Duval Street. Wynne said she needed a massive detox after snorting up so much dust in my abuela's attic. Max knows the terrain better than I do, so he's taking point. Haven't been all the way down here, but I think we're close. This is kind of like treasure hunting, right? I mean, in this area, it's more like dumpster diving, but still. Oh, there it is. 27 Duval Street. Hey, <laughs> that's actually kind of cool. Style's always where you least expect it. 
It was a diner dressed up like a Johnny Rockets on crack. Ray Bradbury with a dash of Stephen King. But why had my aunt's clue sent me here? Hey, kiddos. What are you staring at? Are you smoking them molly pills? I wish I was. This is jaded waiter Phil. We found him smoking outside the Star Diner. I kind of love him. Oh, we were just, um, admiring the design of this place. Is this a Banksy? Who the heck is Banksy? I don't understand half of what you kids say today. Uh, this place used to be nice, but now it's all gone to... I mean, I mean, look at that damn sign. Give me a freaking headache with every flicker. The A in Star Diner was suffering from a faulty bulb. The sign was also red. A red scarlet letter A? Bingo. After a few fruitless circles around the sign, we almost gave up. But remember that symbol we noticed in the book? It was crudely scratched into the signpost's electrical panel. We pried it open and found a small box with a tiny black cassette tape inside. Aunt Beth must have used these for recording her thoughts. Her genius Aunt Beth thoughts. Thankfully, even Hollow Falls was within Amazon Prime's reach, so I could find a recorder to play it. But that wasn't all. In the box with the mini cassette was a slip of paper. Oh my god, dang. Your aunt is literally passing us notes from beyond the grave. Is it better for a man to have chosen evil than to have good imposed upon him? That sounds familiar. Let me look it up on my phone. I was right. It's from a clockwork orange. Whoa. We're totally on a treasure hunting dumpster diving adventure now. What did I tell you? Our next move was to try and get our hands on a copy of Anthony Burgess's book. With that in mind, I headed to one of the few useful places left in town, the Hollow Falls Library. Man, I love the library. I'd forgotten how many fond memories I had of the Hollow Falls branch. Fond memories and hollow falls are two phrases you don't hear together much. It just got so much personality. From the old school clock tower to the retro filing system. I didn't find any copies of Clockwork Orange, but I did dig up an article about an internship program teaming up the Talon and the Hollow Falls ledger. No such program exists now, though. Note to self, ask Mr. Levinson about why it was discontinued. Hey, newbie. Uh, Recording yourself again? What? No, I'm just... Never mind, yes, I am. So, uh, I got bored and Googled you last night. Uh, weird. Seems you're not a newbie when it comes to the world of true crime, Take Torres. Or should I call you Lisbeth Salamander 917? Impressive. This is Ollie again, from the newspaper. And apparently he frequents the same true crime message boards I do. The screen name he mentioned, uh, my screen name is a jokey reference to the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo books by Stieg Larsson. Hey, look, I'm sorry we gave you a hard time when you came by the talent. I know Wynn and Max have been partnering up with you, but if you want more help with your serial killer research, my services are available too. And what services hey, are the... What? Is... is this... Uh, roof water? Oh, God, it looks like... Ah! 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 Holy shit. I'm covered in blood. Get it off. Get it off me. Get it off me. Remember our pal Tony Del Canto? Well, that was his body that crashed down in front of us. I've never seen anything like that. 
I never want to again. I mean, sure, I've seen crime scene photos, read some messed up books, but seeing something so gruesome in person, I'll never forget it. The word on the street is suicide, but based on what we've learned so far about this town, what do you think? We want everyone to remain calm as the investigation proceeds. Detective Carver has informed me they have everything under control. That was Principal Ronald Block's attempt at calming the student body in the wake of Tony's death. While anyone could have their reasons for jumping from a clock tower, from what we know of Tony so far, does he seem like the type? Turns out Tony's background was more complicated than most. Tony's dad, Big Tone, was a major businessman in Hollow Falls. He was also, along with five others, a victim of the lit killer. Which explains why Tony was such a jerk to me. He thought my aunt murdered his dad. But this wasn't someone who had given up on it all. No one believes us, but Ollie and I know that blood dripped before the body fell. And guess what was found next to Tony's shattered body? A shell. A broken conch shell. With a number painted on it, 101208. To anyone else, random. But to me? My Aunt Beth died on October 12th, 2008. The crime scene's been mostly cleared, so we're back in the library using the prehistoric microfiche again, scrolling through early October 2008 editions of the Hollow Falls ledger to see... Wait, this is all wrong. The front page of the newspaper is completely blank. What are those numbers? The newspaper front page on the day of my Aunt Beth's murder was not new to me. Someone had tampered with the microfiche and wiped the story. In its place was the number 823.9, followed by the letters G-O-L. 823? Well, it can't be another date. When we'd first gotten to the library, we grabbed a copy of Lord of the Flies by William Golding because it has a deadly fall. R.I.P. Piggy. And a conch shell. But the library copy of the book had turned up nothing. Until now. What, you think the number could be... The book! That's the connection. Like, it's the eighth book and the second... It's the Dewey Decimal number. Look, for Lord of the Flies, the DD number is... 823.914. And the GOL has got to be Golding. Not bad, Torres. <sighs> How do we know what book it is? What about this one? Free Fall by Guess Who? William Golding. Seems appropriate. And there's something stuck in between the pages. Open it. There's a note card, and also a highlighted passage. Art is partly communication, but only partly. The rest is discovery. What? What does the note say? I'll read it. Hello again, Hollow Falls. I have to say, it's so good to be back. Equally delightful to find another young Torres to play with. Who knew all it'd take was one precocious little teen to get me all riled up again? Quite the plot twist. Don't you think? Keep reading. This one's going to be a real page-turner. The words, even coming out of Ollie's mouth, made my skin grow cold. The lit killer is back. And they know who I am. How much blood is on my hands now for reopening this casket? What have I unleashed? Things just got real. I'm going to keep pressing and... 
I'll have another chunk of Lethal Lit ready to share soon. Stay tuned. On the next episode of Lethal Lit. Oh my god. Whoa, watch it! Oh my god. I gotta get this on tape. Sicko. They're all on to me. A killer. Just They're like turning her. on me. Is it true about. How do they even let her into no. school? Come on! Get the hell out of Hollow Falls, ah. freak! Ah. Einhorn's Epic Productions and iHeartRadio present Lethal Lit, a Tig Torres mystery. Created and executive produced by Heather Einhorn and Adam Staffaroni. Written, created, and executive produced by Alex Segura and Monica Gallagher. Directed by J.B. Block. Produced by Arup Senekaila, Chris Peterson, and Sandy Smollins. Art by Rebecca Mock. Creative direction and design by Ryan McCann. With performances by Rebecca Soler, J.B. Blanc, Matt Gumley, Paul Guyot, Jennifer Giles, Rachel Oramland, Alba Ponce de Leon, Shelley Chenoy, Luke Slattery, and Gail Artino. Post-production supervisor, Michael Sinter-Nicholas. Recording engineer and dialogue editor, Michael Schneider. Mixer, Michael Sinter-Nicholas. Sound designer, Justin Kohler. Composer, Jared Faber. Creative consultant, Monique Chavez. Studio manager, Clark Chang. Production coordination, Gail Artino and Laura Martin. Production assistants, Rachel Slotsky and Francesca Kahlo. Recorded at NYV Post in New York City. Featuring the songs Jupiter, performed by Donna Missel, courtesy of Harvest Records, under license from Universal Music Enterprises. And Guardian Alien, performed by Dana Williams, written by Dana Williams, SCSAC, and Aaron Fenning, SCSAC, courtesy of the Royalty Network, Inc., on behalf of Smig's Songs, ASCAP, Cactus Palace, SCSAC, and Dana Williams. Lethal Lit, a Take Torres Mystery, is a production by Einhorn's Epic Productions for iHeartRadio. Head to TigTorres.com to share theories, discover new evidence, and follow case updates. For more information, visit EinhornsEpicProductions.com. 